everybody. Welcome back to Lipstick and Lightsabers. I am Shannon. And I'm Alex. And today we are hosting the High Republic Awards. We've gotten two waves of the High Republic and we're about to go into the third. We are very close to the next <laughs> wave of High Republic. We're only a month away. Less than I one. like... <laughs> Um, so we decided to go through all of the content we've gotten so far, talk about our favorites, favorite moments, all of that fun stuff. Um, but before we get into it, we do have some recommendations. Uh, I would like to start with The X-Hex by Aaron Sterling. So if you have read The Love Hypothesis and liked it, then you should read The X-Hex. I did. <laughs> I did love The Love Hypothesis. Yeah. Um. I have another friend who who just bought the X Hex also, so it's really on my radar. So so let me let me like paint you a picture here. Um, for for one, this does read like very Raylo. It's like very Raylo AU. It reminds me of a specific fic that we read, but I can't seem to remember which fic. But the reason I heard about the X the um, X Hex and like was interested is because somebody made like an aesthetic video. And it was like dark academia, <gasps> fall, witchy. And you know what song they matched with it? What song? <laughs> False God. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like this is this is our vibe. <laughs> it, it, it is a vibe. <laughs> and that's what it is. It's it takes place on a college campus I'm, in the I'm fall over Halloween. About this. It's a spicy <laughs> read. It is a spicy read. Um, to be fair, could have been spicier. Okay. Um, but there is a library scene that was, um, and there's not actually a scene, okay. but they did talk about doing it on the stairs, which is very okay. Bridgerton. Okay. Very Bridgerton, yeah. Very Bridgerton. Um, so I, I recommend it. And honestly, the audiobook I also recommend, and the reason I liked it so much was because, so it takes place in Georgia, and oh. most narrators who would do this would put on this awful Southern accent, and this author did not do that. So I say thank you, <laughs> thank you for not subjecting <laughs> me to that. My <laughs> library did not have the audio; they have an ebook. But I'm also thinking maybe next time at the bookstore, I'm just gonna pick it up. I mean, bring it home I, with me. <laughs> I finished it in like about a day. It's it's very short. It was only like a seven hour audiobook, so it's like three hundred oh, pages. That is short. Yeah. Enticing. Very yeah. enticing. It's so yeah, I um I do recommend. I wish that the plot hadn't have been as she really hyped up this big plot and then it just I I, I mean the romance is the star of the show and I, I wish well, yeah. she would have just been like, Yeah, like just let the romance <laughs> it's be the, the star aesthetic. of the show. It's the aesthetic and the kissing. That's what it is. Well that's all that matters, but then she tries to still give <laughs> you like a plot and I'm like, No, I didn't want this plot. Like mm. that's a, a, this is enough. <laughs> <laughs> just the vibe of her like walking around campus and her like her she's like a history professor at a college that also has like a witch department and they like own this like witchy bookstore like listen <laughs> this book was made for me <laughs> me specifically <laughs> but our other recommendation is Hawkeye which as of recording we've gotten three episodes of yeah I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I I mean, Jeremy Renner is not enjoyable himself. But I do like 
that in order to try to make him enjoyable, they made him a grumpy old yeah. man. Yeah, I mean, the writers, yeah, the writers are doing a decent job. They, you can tell that, like, they knew, and they were like, all right, so this is the, we have to go in this direction yeah, to, like, like, try. Yeah, it's like, let's go in the Mandalorian direction. Yeah, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate. Do I like him? No. Do I still want him to die? Of course I do. <laughs> but at least he's, like, a grumpy old man, you know? Yeah, I think, like, the writing's pretty funny. Haley Steinfeld is fantastic, but she's she's always good. Mm-hmm. I've never seen her not do a good job. She only plays... She doesn't play straight characters. Ever. ever. <laughs> if Kate Bishop, it turns out to be straight, I'd be like, no, immersion broken. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I don't think... I don't think they're writing her straight. She's not playing her straight. <laughs> <laughs> Like, look at her outfits. This is not how a straight person dresses. Pizza dog. (laughs) Pizza dog. Oh, my God. I love pizza dog. Like, my pride and joy. If anything happens to pizza dog, I will set the world on fire. I feel like (laughs) dogs are usually pretty safe. Like, remember, like, Fleetfoot? Like, Fleetfoot (gasps) was safe. Oh, my God. I love that Fleetfoot was the only guaranteed survival. She was like, I will not kill Fleetfoot. And I'm like, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I really like, um, you were talking about Echo. Um, Yeah. She's a really really cool character. Mm -hmm. And And the actress is deaf also. Which is great representation. Yeah. Two deaf actresses very recently for Marvel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that they decided to, like, add in how, like, Clint is hard of hearing, because he is in the comics, and it's really funny. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed that in the third episode. It really, yeah, it really plays into his, like, grumpy dad persona, because he can just turn off his hearing aid when he's, like, done listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I like, you know, with the addition of Echo, like, we have her and we have Yelena who are going to, like, form this, like, girls-only club of people who hate Clint Barton. <laughs> like, I, I'm really curious about how this mystery is going to go with Ronan and, like, how it's going to come to a head to them finding out who Ronan is. Because, like, as an audience member, you know. Yeah. Well, and Kate doesn't know. Exactly. Like, how is this this going to translate into the narrative. I think she's going to be mad, and I think that's what's going to make her, like, become a hero, because she's going to want to strive to be better, So you think think. she's going to join the girls who want to kill Clint Barton Club? I feel like she will be like, maybe violence isn't the answer, but, like, we are badass girl bosses, and we don't need this old man. Like, you go back to your family, old man. I you mean, missed like, Christmas for this. He's missing Christmas. His <laughs> son just wants to have a movie night, and he's just, you know, doing stuff in the city. Yeah. Which, I mean, fair. He saved Kate. But, like, come on, He my should guy. go home now. Go home. Go. You have this amazing wife. Go home. <laughs> Linda Cardinale. <laughs> She's at home. <laughs> Yeah, she's making cookies and gingerbread houses, and what are you doing? (laughs) She's going to leave him for the dude from Scooby-Doo, Monsters Unleashed. (laughs) Seth Seth Green. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, but moving into the news, um, we have a very serious question. So, 
the new Thrawn book, um, the last of the trilogy, Lesser Evil, has come out. And with that, what Del Rey continues to do is release art of Thrawn that is extremely hot. So hot Thrawn is still hot, but is he worth it? Yeah, the, those special covers, man. I mean... <laughs> He's really angsty in this one, especially... Like, he looks like he could be, like, another member of, like, Fall Out Boy. (laughs) Did you see somebody did edit it to be, like, the Black Parade? Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he is, like, so grand. Like, his, like, hair. Oh, my God. I feel like he would fit, like, perfectly into, like, the 2000s, like, scene, like, era. (laughs) Yeah. I, yeah. It's like, yeah, Del Rey, take my money. I'd love to have these covers. But also, like, the first book was so good. Like, honestly, so good. And then the second book was just honestly, like, all right, Timothy Zahn is back on his, back on this. And now this third one, like, we've heard that it is just really hard to get through. Like, Yeah, I don't know that much about it. I think I just don't care that much. (laughs) (laughs) It's just sitting in my Audible. Like, I used an Audible credit to pre-order it, because I was like, whatever, I hardly use my Audible credits. And it's just sitting there. I keep, I I listen to the X-Hex instead, and now I'm listening to something else that is, like, the antithesis of Thrawn, and I'm, like, living my best life, you know? (laughs) So, I don't know. You'll have to read it eventually. Yeah. Like, to be honest... I do want to because I want to know what happens, but I also, like, don't want to experience it. No, like, there is one thing that I got spoiled for me from the book, and it's interesting, and I don't know details of it or how it comes to be or whatever, but it's an interesting detail that I think you'll be into. Hmm. But I don't know about the plot. I I don't know how hard it is to read to get to that point. Listen, I, you don't, you don't come to Thrawn books for the plot, (laughs) <laughs> what do you come to Thrawn books for? I don't know. <laughs> Not the plot. <laughs> for the, like, battle, like, statistics? Ugh, no, not the battles. It's not, you don't come for the battles either. <laughs> I I like, um, what's her name? Thalius? Yeah. Yeah, Thalia? I like her. She's cool. Um, mm-hmm. see, like, the first book was, like, so, like woman heavy girl boss girl it was boss very girl boss and then he was like all right i've girl bossed enough time to go back to mansplaining <laughs> they're on girl boss too close to the girl bosses <laughs> he was like mm. timothy's on was like all right i'm i've done enough i've cashed in my feminine points i'd like to go back to mansplaining battle statistics <laughs> okay Basically, all of the news is, like, book-related this week. So we also got announced that Tempest Runner will be getting a script hardback version, and that will be out on March 1st. And that's really cool because it fills in that March gap because we don't really have anything coming out in March. Yeah. And I mean, it's like a re-release kind of thing. Yeah. But March is going to be quiet, maybe. 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 <laughs> Book-wise, at least. No, and, like, nothing's really been, like, announced. 
because we have Midnight Horizon February 1st, and then we don't have anything until um, this random book that nobody's ever heard of, um, Queen's Hope, coming out in April. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know who that one's by. It's just some random person. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, Tempest Runner is so good. Like, I am so excited to have the script version because I think it's my favorite audio drama right now. Mm-hmm. This it is was really very good. good. Yeah. Um, Avril was really good. I think just it suffers from the fact that the story was already told through comics, so it's just like repeating itself. Mm-hmm. Tempest Runner, original story. I don't know. Dooku Jedi Lost is really good. It is really good. I will say, like, I think that, like, Afra is one that, like, needs to be listened to because, like, Emily Wu Zeller was, like, born to be Afra, And then Dooku Jedi Lost, I think, is kind of like an either-or. Like, I like listening to it. I like reading it. I kind of think Tempest Runner is going to be even better, like, written. Yeah. I feel. Yeah. My one problem with the script books is that they are not the same size as, like, the other adult hardbacks. And that bothers me. (laughs) You'll have to group them together. Once there's more audio dramas, then you'll have, like, a little section. Yeah, because right now there's only two, so it doesn't really, like, work. Yeah. So I'm I'm pretending like it works. But you're going to have three soon, and then I'm sure there'll be others. They're usually really successful. I don't see why they would stop. Yeah, I think so. I wonder what they'll do next for an audio drama. Hmm. Because we've had, like, prequels era. We've had... Um, originals. We've had High Republic. Mm-hmm. It'd be funny, you know, it'd be really specific and funny would be um, the Lando Chronicles. <gasps> oh, you know how he, like, records yes. himself? Yes. Yeah. That would be, that would be funny. That would work so well, because, like, obviously Afra worked really well, and it's mm-hmm. done kind of in a way like that. I would love that. Yeah. Absolutely. But, like, you would have to get Donald Glover to come back and voice it. Yeah. And Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's what I want. This is what I want, Star Wars. Are you listening? I'm ready for that. Like, I just, like, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is, like, one of my favorite people on the planet. So any excuse to have her in anything, yes. 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 Okay, so the next bit of news is concerning High Republic, which we will be talking about in a little bit. Um, We got some exclusive cover editions, and the most notable one is for the fallen (laughs) star. But the star is falling. The star is falling. It almost, like, listen, we all knew it was happening, but, like, it almost feels like a spoiler. (laughs) Yeah, it kind of, um, it kind of feels to me kind of like, all the Spider-Men being involved in, in the new Spider-Man movie, like, we don't know if they are, but, like, everyone just assumes that they're yeah. all involved. Um, but Star Wars has decided to show it happening in the publicity. Yeah. Okay, so, like, here's here's my thing, though. So, in the original cover, which it does have on here, it has, like, Belle, and it has Orla, I think, Thing. Yeah, because she's got the double lightsabers. It has Stellan in all his beautiful glory. But then on this exclusive edition with the Falling Star, it has three individuals, which has to be our trio. Oh, like on the cover cover. Because then, like, if you see the spread, the whole image, mm-hmm. 
the back there's four. So if you look at it as a whole as a whole image, like there are seven. Are you sure that's a seventh person? I see six and then what could be a person, but I'm not sure. Oh, no, it is a person. That's a person. hat. That looks like a little pointy hat. A little witch's hat. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who's who. Like, they're very nondescript. One blue lightsaber. Were the rest of the lightsabers? Well, but that one blue lightsaber, I don't think it's Stellan's because it doesn't have a cross guard. Yeah. That person looks too short to be Stellan. My, my like... When I look, I feel like it's Avar, but I don't know. But that cover is so pretty. Like, it, that's the prettiest cover of, like, the trilogy so far. So, I, oh, man. How soon is it going to happen if they're revealing that it falls? Like, how early on in this book? Is there going to be... I don't think Claudia Gray would do as dirty like Charles Soule, but she's not going to do, like a hundred pages of different perspectives <laughs> of the disaster happening. No. Right? Well, and like <laughs> we, we had that happening. And then like in the rising storm, it was like, it happened in the middle. Like it was kind of this build up, and then like the disaster. So yeah. I kind of wonder if it'll like open on um, starlight beacon and it'll be attacked like within the first chapter and like i wonder what planet that is that they are they've fallen onto you think it's keef beer (laughs) (laughs) um oh but i wanted to say though so like i was looking at that lightsaber again and avar has a green lightsaber but um mr elzar man has a blue one yeah begs the question what if what if all of these are have fallen to the dark side. So you think that these aren't people who escaped, but who caused it? Or they escaped, but they're not Jedi anymore. Okay. If that's... Okay. So you're saying that's Elzar because it's not Stellan because Stellan has, like, the crossblade. Yeah. Did you open the link? Are you on, like, the link? Yeah, I'm on the link. So scroll down. There's an image that has, like, everybody... I can just toggle between all the pictures if you click on them. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's totally Elzar, I think. Yeah, I and think that's that Elzar's would, lightsaber. I think that would also, like, beg the question, um, is he with Ty Yorick? Well, is that Ty on the original cover? That, that's the same species as Ty, though. Is Ty? Ty's not on this. But I bet you you're probably right that the cover is the trio. That's, like, my thought. I'm, like, it's the trio or it's, like, I mean, maybe the Jedi did, maybe, maybe the Civil War is starting. I have no idea. It just, the cover to me looks really, like, the fact that our Jedi are, like, complete, like, we're assuming that their Jedi are completely in shadow. And, like, what's really interesting to me is the back. The second character's cloak is, like, so... It's, like, frayed at the bottom. Mm-hmm. It's very torn up. Where the Jedi's clothes are always so, like, proper and fine and, like, refined. Like, who is that person? That's my question. It almost looks like they have a metal hand. And then, like, the two next to those, it almost looks like they're not wearing hoods. What if I... Can I... Pull up the contrast on this picture. <laughs> it's like really interesting to me. I know we're gonna get into like 
talking about who we think is going to fall to the dark side, so I don't want to speculate too much yet. I have downloaded the photo. Like, I, like, I pumped up the exposure and, like, I just see a little bit more detail, but it's still impossible to tell who's... Who's who. Who. If people are even human because they're wearing hoods. Because it it could also be that, like, these could be some Nile. Like, we just don't... Nile that got a lightsaber? Well, I mean, that's already happened. Yeah. So that's really I am obsessed with this cover. I, I feel like there's there's so much to it. I it makes me really really excited to get the Fallen Star. I'm just I'm so happy. But the other cover that we got was for Midnight Horizon by Daniel Jose Older, um, and this is the next young adult novel, and it has wreath mm-hmm. on it, um, and then it has. Uh, Ram, I think was his name, from um, Crash Point Tower. And I know who the girl is, because I think she was also in Crash Point Tower, but her name is escaping me. Like, I think she was the one who, like, wasn't a Jedi. Like, she came from people that, like, didn't like the Jedi, but she had the Force. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I still am no closer to figuring out what this book is about. I like the other cover better, though, because it's, like, Wreath and... um, Comac on it. It's much more uh, darker. Mm-hmm. The, this this cover to me makes it feel like more mi- middle grade. Yeah, middle grade, low. It feels younger. Yeah. The other cover definitely was more like mature mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, but we will be kicking off the next wave of Higher Public very very soon. So I, out of all of those those cover like those two covers there, I would love to get my hands on the Fallen Star. Um, edition, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah, that's um, pre-orders start tomorrow. Ooh. Well, as of recording. So, December 6th, the pre-orders are going to open for the Fallen Star out-of-print cover. Nice. And it comes with a hat, yeah. yeah a little a toque. A little toque. <laughs> a little toque. <laughs> So our last bit of news um, is not Star Wars nor book related, but the Spider-Man No Way Home press junket. Has started. It has started. Wow. <laughs> it's, um, this is the era that we've been waiting for for years. We It's all been building to this moment. Since summer 2019, when both of us, like, really entered our Spider-Man phase, <laughs> Okay, Tom Holland is always at his best when he's doing publicity for Spider-Man. Yes. Like, he never looks better. Yes. And it's probably to do with Zendaya. I agree with that. I don't know if he's... Were you the one who sent me the TikTok that said that he, her stylist has been styling yes. him lately? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And she's been, like, working with her stylist for literal years. Her, yeah, like, her whole career she's been with this person. Yes. The fashion, the hair. He keeps wearing glasses. And he has 20-20 vision. This man can see. He can see. But he looks really good in He does. He does. Like, his his hair looks so good. Like, this is finally, like... 
our reward for suffering through cherry and like the cherry oh my gosh, era. That era the the like shaved era i hated the shaved era I and like the tom holland fans who stuck with him through that to make it to the other side of yeah. this no way home look you guys are the true heroes. Yes. Because, like, he looked good in Devil All the Time, and then he shaved yeah. his head for Cherry, and then his yeah. head was still shaved when he did um, the press for Spies in Disguise and Dr. Doolittle. And Onward. And Onward. Like, it was it was so hard to be a Tom yeah. Holland stan during the bald era. And then, but then... Not only was it the balls era, but it was the baggy era. Oh my when god! When he wore baggy clothes every single day, and like he's not like a big guy. Like he's no, he's not tall. He's yes, he's muscular, but he's small. And like the baggy clothes just drown him. He wore baggy clothes, and then like these ugly sneakers, and then he'd go around with his nose sticking out of his mask. Oh my gosh, the attitude. That era was all, that was right before I think they started filming No Way Home. Then No Way Home started filming and things started slowly changing. And I I think it's the Zendaya it, effect. Zendaya was yeah. like you got to start dressing again. Like what happened to you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he looks amazing, but also Zendaya looks so oh, good. Oh my gosh. And her outfits so far that she's done press in have been, like, Spider-Man villain themed. Yes. Like, the dress at the ball door, like, that was so pretty. And it was, like, it looks like Doc Ock. Like, the back of the dress looked like how his tentacles attached to the back with an inhibitor chip. Yes. Yes. Well, I'm like, um, did you notice that they were snakes? Yeah. It was very Reputation era it really reminds me of the dress that is on the back cover of Queen of Shadows um, with the dragon mm-hmm. crawling up the back. Oh, man. She looks yeah, so good. She, they both looked really good at that event. They're so cute taking photos together. They are. I, they're, they're really, they're, I love them. They're so wholesome. <laughs> I love, um, you sent me that TikTok about like, they were on the Graham Norton show, and he was, Tom was telling a story about, you know, they have to land, and uh, he's supposed to set Zendaya down, but she's taller than him, so she lands first. And I just <laughs> love that, like, they just talk about their height difference, and it's just they so cute. They embrace it. They really embrace it. They really embrace it. I love it. Um, we love a short king. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and then Zendaya also wore that um, green... And purple, like, suit on the Graham Norton show. Yeah. And it was the colors of the Green Goblin. Oh, man. Yeah, she's just, like, really yeah. embracing the villains. I, I love what her and her stylist are doing. What her stylist is doing with Tom. Um, the hair. Like, I can't give enough credit to the hair. Uh, this all got started with his GQ shoot, which just... It's so hot. It's yeah. so good. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Like him mm-hmm. and like British GQ, like just vibe. <laughs> it's always good. 
Yeah, so Spider-Man No Way Home is coming on the 17th. Yeah, that's the the Friday. The Friday, yeah. The so 17th. it'll come out the, thir- the, like, the Thursday night, but yeah. Right, yeah. And we will probably do like a little mini review because going into the next couple of weeks, obviously we've got Christmas, we've got New Year's. We normally take a little bit of a break around this time. So this will probably be our last regular episode star wars episode until we come back for high republic yes yeah but we we would like to do a spider-man review so we'll have like a short episode although remember last time we did a short review episode and it ended up being an hour i mean it was the rise of skywalker we were like (laughs) we're gonna record a 10 minute first thoughts and then it was me downing a beer and, like, sitting in my parents' garage for an hour of us, like, just shitting on this film. Oh, it was, like, me, like, in full denial trying to, like, talk yeah, you talk, back out of it. Talk me back, and I'm like, no, this movie was horrible. <laughs> oh, my God. I just spent two years of my life, like, working myself up to this movie, and it was worse than I could have ever imagined. Well, let's, <laughs> let's hope that... Spider-Man does not break us in that way. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, like, I'm very excited, but I also haven't spent two whole years reading fanfic. Like, <laughs> reading the glorious, like, talent that is in the Raylo fandom, yeah. like, fanfic. Like, those standards were not going to be met no matter what. No. I, I don't even think you can blame it on fanfic. Like, The Last Jedi, oh, like... no. The I'm Last like, Jedi, so like, really that set fit. that bar. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, like, yeah, Far From Home. I love Far From Home. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited. Um, I, I, I look forward to, like, Zendaya and Tom on screen together because... Even, like, now they're dating. Yeah. But, like, even before that, like, their chemistry is they so were good. Always, I think they were always kind of together, you know? Like, interested? I, like, well, they, I talked was, like, a, they talked about it. They said that there was always, like, something, but, like, obviously they didn't want to, like, they'd be really in the public and they didn't really want to do it. And I think that they kind of would stay friends, and then maybe they were more than friends, but, like, for the most part, just we friends. And then I think I now they were that. like, like, screw it, like, we're together. And I really oh. like that. <laughs> I just want them to get married and be happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And the last little bit, um, also with Spider-Man, is that we got a first look at the next Spider-Verse movie, um, Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. At first, I thought it said Pantone, and I was really <laughs> confused. I was like, so they're going to do something cool with colors? And I'm like, oh, wait, it says Part 1. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, um, my takeaway was that um, Gwen Stacy is a queen, and which again is um, Haley Steinfeld, so that's great. And then I remembered that Oscar Isaac is going to be in this movie, which made me really happy. It looks really good. I'm very excited for the next fight, and that's not even coming until like next October, 2022. 2022. Yeah, I mean this year has gone by fast. It's going to be October before you know it. So so weird. <laughs> so weird. 
And now I've I've started measuring time in all two wells. So like things are going even faster. Well, and like that's the thing. You were like, do I create a three hour playlist or listen to all too well eighteen times? And like eighteen times doesn't even sound like that many. No, I know. I was like, 18, like I've definitely on a work day listened to it eighteen times. Like it's all because I have like a I have a little playlist that I made that is the three versions she released of All Too Well, like the ten minute version. So yeah. there, it's a thirty minute playlist. So in three hours, that's only six times of that playlist. I just can't believe my first thought when you sent said eighteen All Too Wells. I was like, only eighteen. Yeah, only. Well, and then my thought was you listen to Red all the way through, and then you just loop all too well. And then you do six, six all too wells. Six all too wells, yeah. And I I recently discovered somebody I work with used to work at the Country Music Hall of Fame, um, which has a big Taylor Swift exhibit, and she worked there during the Taylor Swift rep tour and, like, got to go, and she's, like, this huge Swifty, so I'm, like, this is amazing. This, yeah, I, my biggest regret in life is not going to the rap tour. Right? Well, I remember yeah. it because I was I was at work and I'd see girls in like the rap stuff and I was just like, whatever. And now I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> they just had this amazing experience and then their parents brought them here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I did get to go to Speak Now, which I'm very grateful. That was really fun. I've never been to a Taylor Swift concert. So I would like to rectify that. Mm-hmm. I, I really Maybe would. next year or the year after whenever she yeah. decides to do that. Although when I say I've never I've never been to a lot of concerts. I've I've seen Demi Lovato and I've seen Coldplay. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's, that's it. cool though. I've seen the Jonas Brothers. I've seen Rihanna. I think oh I saw Maroon Five. I haven't been to that many concerts. I've, oh uh, Marianne's Trench. Maybe Harry Styles will change his mind and I, come like, to. Oh my god, you don't even understand because so Harry Styles canceled his Canadian leg of the Love on Tour, and it's like really my dream that he announces that he's gonna do it. I don't see it happening till like maybe next summer. Mm-hmm. But like I really want to go because like. The first time around, I didn't buy tickets. I wasn't a Harry Styles fan. But now, I'm a Harry Styles fan, and this is my chance. I, like, I just want to see him do that, like, little backwards dance he does. Yeah. I want to see person. him catch catch and stuff I, that's thrown at yeah, him. Yeah, and I want to, like, I know I wouldn't actually buy, like, um, like floor tickets, but, like, I want to see the conga line during yeah. treat, <laughs> treat, treat um, everyone, what's the song called? Treat everyone with kindness. kindness. Treat people with kindness. No, it's treat people kind with kindness. Anyways, I just <laughs> I live through the TikTok. Yeah, I think he's wonderful. Okay, so it's been forty minutes and we haven't even gotten to our higher public awards. Yeah, I thought <laughs> this was going to be a really short episode, and then it was we just like <laughs> went on about random stuff. Well, as you just said, we last time we tried to record a short episode, it was an hour. So. <laughs> <laughs> So let's get into the High Republic Awards. So we have 10 awards here that we are going to give away. And the way we are going to do this is that we are going to give our nominees and then we will decide who gets the award. One nominee each, right? Yes, one nominee each. Come to an agreement. Yes, come to an agreement. 
okay. which I don't think will be super difficult because I imagine a yeah. lot of ours are probably the same anyway. <laughs> yes. Okay. So our first category is best slash favorite author. Who was your favorite? Kevin Scott. <laughs> Kevin really killed it. He really it's, did. It's surprising because, like, you would think on a map. If I was going to say favorite author all around, I would say Claudia Gray. But specifically within the High Republic yes. book, Kevin Scott. Yes. See, my nominee was Justina because I think she's killing it with Vernestra. She is. But I do think I have to agree with you because Kevin's been doing the comics. He knocked it out of the park with The Rising Storm. Like, Tempest Runner was so good. Like, I, I really think he's he's reigning over Higher Public right now. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So, so best slash favorite author, we got Kevin Scott. Yes. Good old yes, Cav. Cav. We love you. Go Cav. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next category. Best slash favorite book. You go first for this one. I said Out of the Shadows. Ooh, I said Rising Storm. That's what I figured. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, with my Kevin Scott, I was, yeah, yeah I'm going to bring in. Which, again, I feel like I have to concede because Rising Storm probably is the best book out of the bunch. I just can't let go of the personal attachment to Out of the Shadows. Yeah, no, totally. They can have a tie. I don't think that you should concede. No. <laughs> I mean, the reason, well, like, the reason I say Out of the Shadows is because it has the best asexual representation we've ever gotten in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm I, up for a tie. A tie. Which I, I think works because it's an adult novel and it's a young adult novel. All right. So standout character. I said Vanessa Rowe. And I'm assuming you also said the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We don't yeah. need to debate this one. Yeah. My, my runner up <laughs> is... Um, Keeve from the comics, mm-hmm. but I really think that Vernestra, I don't think anybody expected Vernestra to be, like, such a, a as big of a main character as she really is, or at least I yeah. didn't. I think there's, like, a lot of depth with her, and especially, like, we were talking about last episode, how she is, like, the embodiment of Nothing You, <sighs> the song Nothing You, <laughs> and, and I was also thinking about it, like, even, like, that theme is very reoccurring lately, especially in the pandemic. And then, like, Encanto came out last week. Mm-hmm. And that was very much, like, a reoccurring theme in that movie also. Yeah. Like, being enough, you know, like, being – having the, the weight of expectations on you mm-hmm. was, like, the main theme of that movie. And I just, like, I feel for her. I – it's so easy to sympathize with her. Yeah. So, standout moment. I really thought about this because there's, like, a couple of ways you can go, right? Yeah. It was, for me, it was, like, the one that, like, just shot into my brain first. That, like, when I think about the the High Republic as a whole, what moment is, like, memorable? Okay. See, and, like, I was like, okay, yeah, you can go with that. There's, like, big climax moments. Um, But I was, like standout moment was not expecting um <laughs> it's that elzar has sex oh oh my gosh okay like i'm like willing to concede on this one so like i like i took a very like serious turn because i think 
the most standout moment is not is like the to me the most standout moment like in canon was that image of Stellan Geos crying over the Chancellor's body. This is true. Yeah, but I like I do think yeah. that Elzar like but for me specifically, it's Elzar having sex with Avar. <laughs> that is like what stands out. Because yeah. like to me, when I was thinking about standout, because like I, I do think that Stellan moment like embodies the High Republic, like for sure. But like I was not expecting them to actually explore yeah. to this extent. Like that's like the Jedi have like a sexual history, especially like within like our two like mainest of main characters. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like if I'm looking out for one thing in the Fallen Star, is Claudia explaining this a little bit more? Yeah. Giving us a little bit more meat like <laughs> You want more giving us <laughs> I scratched that. <laughs> Um, giving us, like, more context to, like, Avar and Elzar and specifically. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, that, that is something that I want to see explored, like, a lot more. And I hope that and they I do. Think, yeah, Claudia is the person to do it. Claudia is the, like, listen, I, I will be honest. I was a little disappointed in her with Into the Dark. Like, I liked it, but, like, it wasn't what I was expecting from her. It wasn't sexy enough. It, frankly, it could have been more horny. Cav, our reigning favorite author, brought the horny. In. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, what can we say? What can we say? <laughs> so this question to me is almost like the end all be all. Um, who is most likely to fall to the dark side? I think it's Avar. You think it's Avar? Yeah. Really? I, like, I don't know. I think that. Uh, like, you're going to say Elzar, right? Yeah, I was going to say Elzar. I think Elzar is, like, a bit of a red herring. Oh, I believe that. Avar. So, like, I think, so, like, Elzar isn't the wrong answer, because, like, in my mind, reading the book, he mm-hmm. seems, like, the most likely. I think that, like, in text, he seems, like, the most likely. But I think that they're going to change split it, yeah. uh, change it over. It, in my mind, I, I, I kind of see, like, Comac and Wreath separating from the Jedi, but not, like, in a dark way. But then I see, like, Elzar in maybe Vernestra, like, really struggling with the dark. Mm-hmm. I would really like to see that from Avar, though. We haven't gotten, like, a ton from her. Because, like, she's in the comics, but, like, we don't, you don't really see into anybody's mind other than Keeves yeah. in the comics. Which we don't, I was going to say, we also don't get enough female dark side users. That's true. We don't get enough of them. That is very true. Because even though we do have, like, a woman uh, villain in Lorna D, she's not force, she has some right, force right. abilities. Yeah. So, like, originally we had theorized, like, in The Fallen Star, like, is Avar gonna die? Is that gonna drive Stellan and Elzar apart? But, like, what if it's Elzar and it drives Avar to the dark? Because yeah. here's the thing that's happening in the comics right fall, now. Like, fall, like, a fallen star doesn't mean that someone's dying. 
It means you can fall the dark from, side. Fall from like, grace. Avar, Avar is like sort of like the star. Like she's been kind of like in charge of Starlight Beacon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Stellan too is the star. Stellan yeah. is like the star pupil, like yeah. of the Jedi. I, I think Stellan will struggle, but I don't think he'll he'll fall. Yeah. Um, but in the comics right now, they are go like. I'm really surprised how much they're delving into the end of the rising storm. Um, like that device is used on Kiev and it mm. it's terrifying. And I wonder if it's going to bleed over into Avar a little bit. I haven't read the newest comic, so I'm not sure, but I like that. So I would say most likely to fall. It, the obvious answer is Elzar, is Elzar. but possibly yeah. I I like the Avar one though. I think we should keep keep Avar in a back pocket, keep an eye on her. So most likely to save the day. Who is most likely to be baby and save everybody? I feel Stellan. like it's Stellan. Yes, <laughs> it's just Stellan is going to try to save everybody until it literally breaks him, and he won't be able to save anybody. Which is kind of what I think is going to happen in Spider-Man. <laughs> I, think, I think he's going to try to save yeah, everybody I'm and he's going to fail. I'm terrified of Spider-Man. I'm terrified. <sighs> terrified. Dylan. Less than two weeks. <laughs> so, most likely to kiss. Aretha Nan. You have Aretha Nan? Mm-hmm. I... I want that kiss. Man, I want that kiss. I really think that it's Elzar and Avar, though. I think they're like gonna kiss. Present timeline or past timeline? In present timeline. Ooh, because I was gonna say I definitely feel like we're gonna see a flashback again and potentially a past kiss. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I want I want the present kiss though. I just think that Reese and Nan is more likely. Yeah, I, I think all. more likely is Reese and Nan. Yes. But I I really and this this could be you know my thick brain going of. They must kiss. <laughs> and that does bring us um, very similar. Um, best duo. Elzar and Ty. That's pretty cute. That's pretty. Mm. I said Vernestra and Yuri. Like, that's a good one. I like low key ship Elzar and Ty. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I mean, they have that connection. Yeah. <laughs> I I just really like that Vernestra and Emery are more like friends than that like mm-hmm. you know master they're and apprentice. Yeah. They're like the most iconic duo for sure. Like I I feel like if something happens with Vernestra and she like walks away from the order like that's going to like scar Emery like yeah. really bad. Totally. Like, losing two masters? Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, I lost his father figure, and then he loses his best friend. Like, and this man's an empath. This boy is an empath. Oh, boy. Yeah. 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 I love them. I But I also really like um, Stellan and Elzar, but I feel like that's more of a, of a past, you know? Mm-hmm. Because they're two bros. Well, I think that Vernon... Emery's a good duo. Mm-hmm. They've been constant. And, like, for me, my answer was more 
going forward. Because mm-hmm. we didn't really get that much of, of Elzar and Ty. It's more like where I think it's going to go. Mm-hmm. I want to see it. I do want to see it. I really want to see it. All right. Best villain. I have a feeling we picked the same one. Lorna D? Yeah. Lorna D. Hands down. Because I don't think Marky Mark is a villain. I think I, I think like, Marky I Mark is gonna Mark. he's gonna turn out to be a soft boy. Yeah, I he is a soft boy. I like I was like I can't write Marky Mark because like I don't consider him a villain. I mean, his comic cover has cleavage and rain and like hair billowing in the wind. Like I just yeah, I was gonna say, do I consider him a wonderful character? Yeah. Yes. Do I consider him? A villain? No. This would be like you wouldn't say that Kylo Ren is the best villain. No, because he's not. (laughs) Never. I would say he's the best character, but not the best villain. Right. Exactly. Whereas like Lorna D is like evil, Evil. and like you can see her fall, and you can see what happens, and I would love a redemption arc for her, but she is evil. She's evil in this moment. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I like. What what a moment for the Gaslight Gatekeep girl boss community. So for our final award, um, and this one is more, there is no correct answer. Everything is a correct answer. So it could be a book or like a storyline. It could be a storyline. It could be a book. It could be an author that we know okay. might be coming. So originally I had a book because mm-hmm. I thought this was like, a book category, but I can be more specific about, like, what I want to see in that book. Mm-hmm. Sure. Go for it. Yeah. Um, so I wrote The Fallen Star, and I... We talked about this, Elzar and Avar. Like, I want to see more of that romance. Need to see it. Need more flashbacks. Need more angst. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That is what I'm, like, really holding on. And, like, there's so much in the High Republic to look forward to. You don't, this doesn't even need to happen for me to still enjoy the High Republic. But this is what we've been waiting yeah. for. I think this is the book that's going to reveal more. Yeah. I, I also said The Fallen Star, but it was like Stellan dealing with his failure. Yeah. Like, I just, I want to see him come back from that. And I want to see what it what's what it has done to him. They need to go through their like Encanto arc. Encanto was literally like um, the older generation needs to apologize because you gave the younger in- generation anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> it's like your child is not fine. Look at it; it has anxiety. <laughs> All right. So, do you want to give us a recap on our our awards? Yeah. So, our favorite author is Kevin Scott. We love you, Cav. Favorite book, The Rising Storm and Out of the Shadows. Standout character was Vernestra, and that one we both agreed on. Standout moment is just sex. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely to fall to the dark side, Elzar. Most likely to save the day, Stellan. Most likely to kiss, Wreath and Nan. Best duo, Vern and Emery. Best villain, Lorna D. And most looking forward to, we're both looking forward to, The Fallen Star. Yes. I am so, so excited. And we, so The Fallen Star comes out on January 4th, and then Mission to Disaster is, like, the next day on January 5th. And then we'll get uh, Midnight Horizon the next month, which is exactly what happened this year. 
Um, and then obviously mm-hmm. the comics are still continuing to come out. Um, the tra- the Trail of Shadows is still coming out, um, which I'm looking. There's only been like two issues so far, so I'm not I'm not like super into it yet. Um, but I'm just like so like this is the thing too. So like we're coming to the end of phase one, and then we'll be moving into phase two. Like I we're like it's like we're standing on this like, precipice. I, where are we going? Because, like, this feels like a finale. Yeah. Like, like, it is the finale, so where do we go from here? The fact that this is, like, what I'm assuming is the first section of three sections, right? Like, is The end of the first section. Is this our Revenge of the Sith? Yeah. Totally. I just... Wow. It's like we're really like finishing a trilogy mm-hmm. and we're going into another trilogy. You know what would be wild? I don't think this is going to happen, but if they did this like the way George Lucas did this, where they do the middle trilogy first mm-hmm. and then the prequel trilogy and we get. The Young background. Else, you get the background. And then you come back. See, like, and I am going to exclude the sequel trilogy for reasons that are, I think we have to finish out these characters. Like, I wonder if we're going to get this and we're going to get an ending that's kind of like, you know, Revenge of the Sith, where it's, it's, it's really sad, but like, we know that more is coming. But then we go yeah. back in time and we get that prequel story. And then you yeah. go back to the you know, present time, maybe a couple of years have passed, and then it ends with that, you know, Return of the Jedi moment. Yeah. I, like, the thing is, is I only say that because I really want the Jedi school story, but I don't think that there's enough there to do three waves, because the whole thing is that it's the golden age and there was nothing disturbing them. There weren't really big villains. Yeah. There was no... So well, other than me wanting a Jedi school story, there's... It's not that interesting. It, it would omit, you know, all of the younger characters too, but I definitely think it cannot be ruled out getting a one-off, like, flashback type of story. Because Star Wars does that all the time. Like, you know, mm-hmm. look at, um like, Master and Apprentice. Like, you went back and did that. And obviously now we're getting more with Obi-Wan. But before it was just kind of like a one-off looking into the past. I, I definitely think that it's it's not off the table. So I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Obviously, going into the new year, very excited for High Republic. But we will also be getting Book of Boba Fett very soon. Uh, December 29th. This month. We're getting it this month. Like... Crazy. And it's going to be seven episodes, which I like. I like that it's yeah, short contained. And sweet. Yes. I don't know what to expect, but I'm here for the vibes. I have one <laughs> demand. <laughs> what is it? Cobb Vanth. Yeah. Oh, that, that's the same demand that I have. Yeah. I will. I will I, not rest until I see Cobb Vanth again. I, like, one episode, really? Like, I, he, I feel like he has to come back. Yeah, I'm kind of, like, vibing right now. I kind of might go watch that episode of The Mandalorian after this. <laughs> I, like, it's, like... I miss the fan I cams. No, I was going to say, I 
I have some in my bookmark folder. I can. You should send me. Hook you you should send them to me. <laughs> I I, bo- I bookmarked a lot of them. Some of them have been taken down, so I don't think I have as many as I once did. Yeah. But I was tracking those. Oh yeah, you cams. you had your finger on the pulse. I was all over them. Yeah, I was all over you them. You were in the Cobbanth <laughs> fandom. <laughs> yeah. No. If if he's not in it, like I mean, I will be disappointed. Um, I just feel like it's an, a missed opportunity because he wore the armor too. Did he wear? Did he wear the armor? Here, yes, okay, he did. okay, but like, here's the thing. So you remember, <laughs> you remember in that episode, Mando's like, take it off or I will. So yeah. like, what if take Cobb, it off or I will? Yeah, like Cobb to Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> like a nice little callback. Like, oh, I thought you were gonna say like a polite take it off or I will like polite I feel like he would he would be teasing but I feel like he would do it like kind of flirty like you know that smile that he gives Mando like when yeah when he's saying something about a womp rat's tail (laughs) yeah with the sun yeah yeah that face yeah and I (laughs) and like I expect it all to like go over Boba Fett's head and like that will make it even better I'm just, that's what I want. Listen, mm-hmm. Lucasfilm, we told you already with Cabin Scott and in the sex. <laughs> just make it horny. Just make it horny. Like, I feel like we all want Star Wars to be horny, like, hornier than we should want it, want it to be, just because they absolutely dismiss sex at all times. So it's like... <laughs> Come on, guys. It's, it's okay, guys. Like, even Marvel is, like, acknowledging its existence. <laughs> and, like, listen, I, I, am an, I am an asexual. I am one who's like, ah, whatever. But, like, you need it. I feel like Star Wars needs it. It needs, it, it, it needs to be hornier. It needs it to have like, those honestly, conversations. It makes me question if people reproduce the same way in Star Wars as <laughs> humans do. It's the finger touch, Alex. It's the finger touch. It's the (laughs) oh my god. Okay, well that is gonna do it for this episode. Um, If you would like to keep the conversation going, you can find us pretty much always on Twitter at lip underscore lightsabers. I am at McCarter Shannon and Alex is at Alex Leonis, and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.